Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless Alicia, if you'd come. And can we just, uh, yeah, just recognize her tonight or this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But thank you. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, all the moms and the soon moms-to-be. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for having me come up here and speak to a lot of people that I don't know very well. <laughs> but we're all, we know each other in Christ. We're gathered together in Christ, and that brings me comfort. Whether you like me or not, we're still brothers and sisters in Christ, so <laughs> it brings me comfort. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so I, if you don't know me, my name's Alicia. Um, I've been coming here for, I think, a year. Um, I got saved six years ago. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, I had, my parents were split up since I was young, so I would go back and forth between mom and dad. Um, the concept of God like was never talked about in my house. Although my grandparents were pastors, they were Pentecostal, Holy Spirit-filled uh, grandparents, but I never really got to the chance to uh, build relationship with them because uh, my parents were split, and my mom lives here in Niagara Falls, and all of my family lives in Windsor, Ontario. And my grandparents live in Michigan. So um, I never really got to uh, be ministered onto by them, but I remember visiting them, and they would pray over their grandchildren, and they would be speaking in tongues, and I, would, I didn't understand what that was. I'm like, what are they doing? They're like, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I learned later that that's a heavenly language, so. Um, but um, I, yeah, I just didn't, like nobody ever talked about God or Jesus Christ, so I just, uh, one about my life as a atheist, um, as a young person, um, not believing in anything. I obviously had imaginations like every other kid does. And I often thought about uh, like unseen things. I started to begin to uh, be drawn to the supernatural um, as I got a little bit older around like 13, 14, I began to get really drawn to the supernatural world. Um, actually, it was when I was eight. So I actually came here, um, Clemence, I don't know if any of you remember her. <laughs> she took me to church here um, when I was eight. She used to babysit me and my brother, and she took us to church here. And... Um, and that's when I gave my life to the Lord um, with Clemence here um, when I was eight. So um, I can't remember who was pastoring, but um, he brought me aside 
um, with Clemence, and he gave me this um, book. It's like a little child's um, Bible, and it has a bunch of pictures and stuff. And I was like really excited. He was speaking to me about why, like what, what, what it was about giving your life to Christ. You know, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And, you know, Jesus loves you and, and build a relationship with Jesus. And just like something like that. And I just like had that in my mind, embedded in my mind. And I would go home and open this book. And uh, it would show you pictures and like little stories about the Bible. And I would pick up this book every day, just very intrigued by the stories. And like, kind of like, my thought was like, this is real? Like, God like flooded the whole world, like submerged the whole world. And like, oh, it was just, I was just like amazed by this book. Um, but as I got older, um, I didn't lead Clemence anymore. She moved away to Quebec, and we lost all contact with her. Um, so as I began to grow up and develop and uh, get my own ideas and be exposed to many different beliefs and ideas, um, this is when I was drawn to the supernatural even more. Um, there... <laughs> There would, be, there would be these shows that would come on and they would, um, it's about like ghost hunters. And I was infatuated with that stuff. I would watch it like every day I was young and it would freak me out, but I, it would like be exhilarating. Like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like they're encountering ghosts and stuff. And I, that opened the door um, <laughs> for my curiosity even more. Um, <laughs> I also, okay, so there was, I don't know if any of you watched YTV um, after dark. So they'd have this like um, time where on every Friday they would play like scary shows. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, ghost hunters and tales of the crypt keeper, just all these dark stuff. And it was my favorite time to watch YTV. <laughs> um, and my favorite show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That, sh that show's demonic. It's, it's demonic. It's about good and evil. This woman has, you know, power to fight demons and stuff. And I was like all about the good versus evil thing. And they got, they introduced real witchcraft. So there was a character in this show. Um, her name was Willow. And she began to, as her character developed, she um, started to open up to witchcraft. And <laughs> they made it look so fancy and so lo like gl glorified you know, and cool, um, but this character developed, and um, I was drawn to this character, and I could relate to her because she was uh, kind of a nerdy character, and I was kind of nerdy, and she was quiet and reserved, and I was quiet and reserved, so I kind of, like, was drawn to her character, and um, she... <laughs> 
the, the spells and all those things that she did on the show and all of the, um, all of the demonic gods and goddesses that she would um, conjure up to fight evil, <laughs> Satan casting out Satan pretty much, um, <laughs> they, were, they were real, okay? They were real witchcraft spells in the show, real demons, real gods that they put in, in the show. Okay, and I so be, I I began to do my own research, and I got intrigued by this spiritual wo world, um, which is very very real. Um, I dove into uh, tarot cards. I don't. It's pretty much these cards that the spirit realm speaks to you with. Um, you don't know who's talking to you. Uh, you don't know what, you know, who you're messing with. Um, and then I began to, with my best friend, who was also at the time into the, started to get into the new age. She, um, me and her had a sleepover and we were like, let's have a seance. <laughs> let's, we're bored, you know, we're bored teenagers. Let's have a seance. So we tried to contact her dead grand grandfather and we you know had candles going and a picture of them and we tried to summon her her dead grandpa and um it was all spooky and weird and stuff and we were like excited and then we're like asking to give us a sign nobody was home but us and I live next door to her like right next door I live I live in a semi and nobody was home next door and we're like, give us a sign a couple times. And we hear this huge bang in the basement. It was like, boom. And we looked at each other like, oh my gosh. We're freaking out. We ran downstairs uh, in the basement and nothing fell. Nothing was out of place. And we knew that, okay, this is real. This is real stuff that we're dealing with. <laughs> um, and then we started, uh, as that more open myself, like I opened myself to the, all these things where um, I started to read a lot of um, books about uh, different kind. I had this thick book. It was this book this big and it had, uh, it was like an encyclopedia of different gods and goddesses and mytho mythological creatures. It was this big, it was huge. And I would like skim through it, look through it, and uh, there's some characters in there that are from the Bible, but I don't remember seeing the name of Jesus in that book, which was interesting. Um, I started to dabble into uh, Eastern meditation um, and aligning my chakras. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of that um, that was happening. So basically, you are doing some meditation and the whole concept is you want to be enlightened. You know, the, the new age world talks a lot about uh, vibrations and raising your vibrations and um, the collective consciousness and how we're all connected and that's how we're connected to God and God is a force 
and uh, electricity and, um, and, and for, in order for us to connect with God, this force, um, we have to raise our, our vibrations, okay? We have to raise our frequency because they teach that uh, the human body produces, which is true, we do like produce electricity to some degree, but it teaches you, you know, when you get to a vibrational state, you reach enlightenment, right? So the, <laughs> I, I learned a lot during this time. I can't, rem I can't remember 70% of the stuff that I taught myself. Like I looked at sacred geometry, um, spirit science, uh, Wicca, um, <laughs> everything. I've dabbled into it. Um, for hours, I would learn these things, and uh, it's kind of like, so before I dabbled in all that, I was drawn to, like, conspiracy theories, okay, about the world. So it started with 9-11, how that was, like, a planned thing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, no way, like, the government did that? And I just got so intrigued by it and like how um, the government are, they just have an evil agenda. Even through your school systems, they're just, you know, dumbing down the children and all this other stuff, okay? Like, <laughs> it goes deep. It's like my brain was, I don't know if you've seen The Matrix, <laughs> the movie The Matrix, but my brain was like Morpheus. He's like, you take the blue pill and um, you go back to your regular life and blah, 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 and you take the red pill and you see how deep this whole rabbit hole goes. And I was like, give me that red pill. <laughs> so I got myself in this deep red, like this deep hole of like conspiracy theories, aliens, you know, the elites are reptilians. I don't know if I believe that. Maybe they're demonically possessed. I don't know, but I don't know about the whole alien thing. Um, <laughs> But it, there's a lot of information out there that are questionable and a lot of information that is coming out to be true. This was like 12 years ago, I was learning about this and like about Hollywood and how there, there's huge like pedophilia ring in the Hollywood and with the elites. A lot of people are being exposed, have been exposed um, in the, you know, in the industry. So that's come out to be true anyways. And I was looking at the world like, why is there so much evil in the world? There's so much darkness. There's so much murder. Like, people are killing each other for stupid reasons. Money, greed. You know, people are lying to each other, killing each other, backstabbing each other. The world is literally spiraling out of control. Like, and I was, yeah, like, I was in my teenage years, and I was learning all this stuff. And I was like, what is the point? What is the point of <laughs> um, just anything? Like, what is the point of me going to school if it's just, you know, propaganda? Um, what is the point? Like, what am I here for? What is our purpose here on Earth? Why are we here? Why are we here? It's more than just, you know, you get your car and, like, your white picket fence and you get married and you have kids. What's next? You know, what's next? What's after that? There's more to this. The world is just caving in on each other and everyone's kind of going about their day like nothing's happening. Like, what's happening? Like, what do I do to make a difference in the world? What do I do? And so the New Age community, they know something's happening. 
They know, they talk about it all the time. There's a shift happening. There's a shift happening throughout the world, you know, and they believe like there's gonna be a higher, sh our consciousness are going, are going to be shifted to another level of revelation, you know, and for, in order for you to jump on that, you have to raise your vibrations. Otherwise you won't survive what's coming. They know what's coming. You know, the New Age people know what's coming. They feel it. They feel a stirring in their spirit, okay? It's real. This stuff is real, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but God is revealing, um, even in the New Age, that there's some, like, he's coming. He's prompting them up, but they're lost. They don't know, they don't know the truth. They're blinded by Satan, you know? And, like, essentially as I practiced this stuff, um, I began to feel uh, some sort of pride because I knew all this information and I couldn't have proper conversation with anybody because I couldn't relate to anybody. I'm like, these people are, you know, talking about going shopping and like movies, but like, look at the world. What are we doing? I have no, I don't want to talk about this stuff. I want to talk about raising your vibrations and changing the world. They're, the world is dying. The world is dying and you're sitting here talking about the sports game you watched last night. That was my mentality. I couldn't connect with anybody, okay? So I, I began to isolate myself a lot. And um, so... <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's a crazy world. It's a crazy, crazy world. Learning this stuff as a young person like is not fun. It's sometimes ignorance is bliss, let me tell you. I wish I was ignorant and didn't dive in the hole, but I wouldn't be here if I, you know, did, if I didn't, you know. Um, but a lot of the New Age people um, reference the Bible too. And I ran from the Bible. Listen, I went to a Catholic middle school too. And that's also where I learned about Jesus and extra stuff that aren't biblical, right? Um, but I, I was learning about Jesus and I did have, while I was doing these things, like raising my vibrations, opening my third eye, which it's supposed to help you, it does help you see in the spirit realm, okay? That's dangerous. <laughs> That's dangerous. Don't open your third eye. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they know Jesus is coming for sure. And um, <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Hold on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. I was out of Catholic school. That's when I started learning about Jesus more. Um, and then I, I would run from the Bible, okay? Because I believed in my mind, there are some truths to the Bible, but it was ma like man wrote it, you know? So I didn't want to like pick up something and believe something that a person, these guy, these old men wrote up, you know? I don't want to, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe all of it. It's just a whole set of rules. I believed in Jesus. I still believed in Jesus. There was something unique about Jesus out of all of the gods and goddesses and, and 
things that I was into, there was something different about Jesus Christ. And I kept a picture of Jesus Christ on my wall because I felt safe. And I knew what I was into was potentially dangerous. You know, trying to speak to your spirit guides. You don't know. You don't, like, the unseen world, even to people who tap into, uh, you know, talking to their spirit guides or whatever, you really don't know who you're talking to. Like, (laughs) it's a dangerous world. It's a dangerous world to, like, force yourself into without God. It's very dangerous. Like, people have gotten very sick. People have, like, these these things are demons. um, I have this friend from, um, from the States who was also into the New Age, and he had the ability to channel spirits, okay? So what that is, is you open yourself up to whatever wants to come in and speak to you, okay? He had that ability to do that. And um, his parents, they were, they were Christian, but he, like me, straight away, and did his own thing. And uh, yeah, he was able to channel spirits. And he, one day he, he was like, I wanna ask, like I wanna ask about Jesus. Like what, what does Jesus mean to these, to the, these angelic, being, angelic beings that I'm talking to? His spirit guides. And so he was in a trance, you know, doing his thing. And he asked them, who is Jesus? And they snapped. They began to violently scream in his ear, like demonic screams in his ear. They turned on him. These things that were supposed to guide him through life that said that they were his spirit guides, as soon as he asked about Jesus, they turned on him and they tormented him. He gave his life to Jesus so fast. He's like, all right, (laughs) Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, So he gave his life to Jesus and uh, began to, you know, tear down all the altars in his life and repent of all those things that he was doing. He was still being tormented he had to get prayer he had to get deliverance because he had opened willingly opened himself up to these things he had to be delivered okay and god will del- god has delivered him from from demonic stuff and he had to get prayer also for god to for a man of god to lay hands on him so that they can leave and he's free and he's walking with jesus yeah hallelujah hallelujah um, <laughs> so, yeah, I knew this stuff was dangerous, and, uh, God began to, because I was on a mission for truth, I wanted to know truth, that's all I wanted to know, I'm like, there's so many, like, different religions, there's so many, like, philosophies and ideas about what life is, I wanted to know the truth, okay, but I ran from the Bible because I'm like, it's just for, you know, the government to control us. 
And the more I began to um, open myself up to the idea of Jesus, because some New Age stuff, they do reference the Bible. So I'm like, maybe I should give the Bible a chance. So <laughs> I, went to my, I went to go live with my dad for a minute, because I was with my mom, but I wanted to go spend time with my dad. And I lived in, with him for a second. And I brought all my New Age stuff with me, my crystals, my tarot cards, and all this other stuff. And my dad was raised Christian, right? Pentecostal, born-again Christian. He hasn't submitted to Jesus yet. He doesn't have the fruit, but he knows. He has head knowledge of who God is. Um, and I brought this stuff in, 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 in his home. And he's like, Alicia... I love you so much, you're my daughter, and I will support you, but please don't do that stuff in my house. And I was like, why? I'm not, sun I'm like, like not summoning demons or anything. Like, I'm not doing anything evil. And he's like, I understand that, but that stuff is of the devil. And I was like, Dad, not, what do you mean it's from the devil? <laughs> like, I'm not, what do you mean? He's like, that. That is from the devil, Alicia. Anything that is not of God, not of the Holy Spirit, is, it's demonic. Please don't bring that to my house. So I respected, his, I respected him, and that kind of planted a seed in me. I was like, okay, fine. So I didn't do anything in, in his house just to respect him. Um, but I still would, like, meditate and stuff, but I wouldn't, whatever. <laughs> and I actually, like open the book, because I wanted to see what my dad was talking about. <laughs> and for the first time, I opened the book, like the Bible, and <laughs> it was in the Old I was in the Old Testament. I didn't know where to, where to read, but it was, I can't remember where, where it was, but it, it, was, it was God about to judge Israel, and why he was about to judge Israel, and he was, you know, He's like, you guys are worshiping false idols and fornicating and blah, blah, blah. And I was reading this and I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and I felt conviction. I'm like, wow, I do all those things. Like, I'm like, there's no way. So I never picked up the Bible. I was like, oh, that's, that's scary. <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt me. <laughs> I was like, no, okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, and then, I don't know, but I, I never, like, fully closed myself off to Jesus, you know, and my friends knew, all of my friends were in the, like, I had no Christian friends at all, none of them were Christian, nobody, like, I knew no Christians besides my grandparents who I never really talked to, and, um, <laughs> and they were all um, no one, none of them were straight. I had no straight friends. They were all gay. <laughs> all of them. So I was part of this community, and I, I was never gay. I was always straight, like always, you know. Um, but I had all my friends. They were gay, and they were into the, you know, new age stuff. And um, <laughs> I just couldn't get away from it, I guess. And it was, I was just submerged in this lifestyle. And um, 
God began to like really open my eyes. He gave, he would give me dreams about the end times. So I'd have dreams about wars and um, this, like I'd have dreams about something, like I don't know what they were, like demons or something, but they were making war with, with humans. And um, there was always wars in my dreams and it always felt like the end times. And the new age, know, they know there's something about to happen and it's gonna be big, big shift. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm, like time's running out, what am I gonna do? Like, I don't know how, like, how, it doesn't make sense to me, like, what God, what, where does Jesus play into all of this? And they, they see Jesus as a uh, teacher, you know, uh, ascended master, um, and that came to teach, you know, the, the people uh, about loving your neighbor and all that good stuff. Um, but they totally disregard um, sin and how Jesus came to bring righteousness and holiness and s save everyone from the sin. Okay, Jesus was uh, also like a Christ consciousness, and that's what, there's like a Christ consciousness. This is actually seeping into the church. The church is slowly be embracing new age ideas, so be discerning. Ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit for discernment, please, because the new age is seeping into the churches, okay? Please, please, please beg, ask God for discernment because we're living in the end times. We're living in the end times and the devil is mimicking the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? So pray for discernment in these times. Anyways, so <laughs> um, anyways, I was like, I had this woman, I was at graduation and this woman looked at me and she's like, do you go to church? I've never met this woman before in my life. She's like, do you go to church? And I was like, no. She's like, that's weird. I get these like church vibes from you. Like either there's something about you that's like, that gives me, I don't know what it is. I'm like, I don't go to church, but I do believe in Jesus and my grandparents are, you know, Pentecostal. And she's like, oh, that's why. She's like, you need to go to church. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Did I listen? No, but I remembered what she said. And it was significant to me because I started opening more up to the idea of who Jesus really is. And <laughs> um, a lot, so uh, again, in like the whole conspiracy world, uh, they also believe that the elites are like demonic, even in like music videos. There you have like famous people selling their souls to the devil okay, giving their testimony of selling their souls to the devil. And that also like opened my eyes. And I began to see in the world that there's a lot of mockery towards Christians, towards Jesus. And no other, like they don't do that with any other religion. I started to see that. 
in the movies that I was watching. They would portray the Christian character as a loser, you know, as a weirdo, as like a snooby person, you know? And um, there was a lot of, even especially in the music industry, there's a lot of mockery in towards Jesus Christ, a lot of it, a lot of antichrist stuff. And that also planted a seed in me. I'm like, why, why is everyone like, hate Jesus? <laughs> I'm like, there's, there must be something I'm missing. <laughs> there's something I'm missing. <laughs> and um, I saw, so I followed these two um, influencers on YouTube. And one of them is uh, Stephen Bankart. Is that how you pronounce his name? And he was, he, he was a huge influencer in the New Age uh, community. He made lots of money doing it too. And I followed his stuff. And I was on YouTube just scrolling through the videos. And I saw him and he, it says, test, or I had an encounter with Jesus. And I clicked on it, and I was like, what? Cool. <laughs> and he shared his testimony, and he basically said, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. He is Lord. I renounce all of these things that I'm teaching. I'm taking my website down. I'm sorry. Forgive me for teaching you these things. Uh, new age ideas they're false jesus is the way the truth and the light not too long after that another woman that i followed <laughs> also did the same thing not too long after and <laughs> she was you know she was like all about the you know raise your vibration and blah blah, blah you know just so into it open your third eye this is what you do all of a sudden she's like don't do any of that stuff it's demonic it's demonic don't do it Jesus is Lord and she never made a video ever again so I was like wow cool <laughs> there's a lot of people from the new age community um, God is revealing himself to the lost in like crazy ways you know, to, even to Muslims, man, you see testimonies of, I never believed in Jesus, but then he appeared to me like, he's, he's revealing himself. Uh, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. Like, there's thousands of testimonies. Hallelujah. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, like, I've, I remember everything that I learned about Jesus Christ. I remember that he died for my sins. And, um, but I'm not sure. Like, am I really going to go to hell for lying? You know, am I really, like, is God really that mad? Come on. <laughs> uh, little did I know. <laughs> um, so I began to watch, I came across this video of uh, this guy and he was, he claimed to be a prophet and I was intrigued. I was like, okay, interesting. So I clicked on it and then he was saying um, basically that 
uh, God has already chosen his people, that God has, um, God, if your name's not written in the book of life, then you will be separated from God for eternity, forever, away from God. And it's too late to repent. He's already chose his people. It's too late. He's already shut the door. You cannot, there's no repenting. There's no turning back. It's too late. I've seen a lot of videos and people talking about some stuff and I'm like, whatever. But for some reason, I believe that with all, almost, almost all of my heart. And I, my, it's like my life flashed before my eyes. I thought about all the things that I've done, all of the opportunities I could have taken to give my life to Jesus and never did. And all the, all the sin I was living in began to flood, flood me. And now it's too late to repent. And I felt this overwhelming feeling, spirit, whatever it was, come over me of condemnation. Okay? And I was sitting with my brother, like we had our computers side by side, and I just sat there, and I walked up the stairs and I began to shake and like what he was saying was playing in my mind over and over again. It's too late, it's too late, it's too late. Can't go back, can't repent. You'll be separated from God for eternity. And I remember the, uh, the TV would be on when I was younger and it would be CB CBN or something, a Christian network. And people would be telling testimonies of hell and that would flash in my eyes. And I'm like, I'm gonna suffer like that forever. And I began to shake and tremble, and I fell on my knees. And I was like, God, please, 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 please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And I couldn't shake it. I believed it. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell forever. And I couldn't feel God. It's like he abandoned me. My God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Please, 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 please don't be true, God. And I couldn't, <laughs> I went to bed and I was just weeping. And I began to think about my family who didn't know God. And I began to weep for them because they're also going to follow me into hell. And then I went to, I finally fell asleep and I woke up with dread in my stomach, dread, absolute dread. I couldn't, this lasted like maybe a week or two. I couldn't eat, I could hardly sleep. I'd wake up every morning with dread. I began to look at people in a new light and I felt a lot of sorrow for, for the lost and jealousy to the saved and I reached out to my uh, aunt and I told her I'm like I, is it too late for me to repent she's like no honey like Jesus is always you know he has his arms open all the time it's never too late I'm like no 
you don't know what I saw. <laughs> you don't know what I saw. And I couldn't tell anybody what I was going through because if I told my, my mom, she doesn't believe, if I told her, I would have been like, she would have thought I was crazy and whatever, but I was alone. I was very alone. I was terrified. I would be trembling, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, I was scared. Um, I wanted to kill myself, actually. I wanted to die. I just wanted to die. But I, if I would have killed myself, I would have sent myself to hell faster. So I was just stuck. I was like, oh my God. It's the worst feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Just complete dread and hopelessness. It's almost like God has given me a taste of what it's like to be uh, uh, separated from God. And it's dreadful. It's dr dreadful. I, w I wanted to die, but I couldn't. <laughs> and I, w I, I don't wish that upon my worst enemies, that feeling. It's complete hopelessness. It's complete hopelessness. <sighs> I was desperately looking for hope. And I was like, there has to be someone who just gave, like, there's no way this is true. Like, why? Why would he let us all just live? Why would he let me know that I'm going to hell? You know, why? And then just continue to live. Like, what, what's, that? what's the purpose of that? Doesn't make sense. And then <laughs> I saw this video by, the sermon by Derek Prince, and he was talking about uh, the helmet of salvation. And I was like, okay. And he began to speak about salvation and believing in Jesus Christ and how Satan will attack your mind and get you to doubt your salvation, okay? Especially when you are coming into the faith or you are thinking about the possibility of Jesus, the devil will come in and attack your mind. And that's the first thing he goes for. He will attack your, your belief. Are you really saved? You know? And uh, that clicked with me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's true. And, like, I felt a weight, like a weight lift off me. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I felt a weight <laughs> lifted off of me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm going through. So with hope in my heart and faith in my heart, I dropped to my knees again. I was like, God, I love you, and I thank you so much, God. Forgive me for everything that I've done in my life. Forgive me for um, ignoring you, and um, I want you in my heart, all of you. And I began to feel peace again. <laughs> there was peace. And um, from that day on, I became so hungry for God. I wanted to learn more and more about God. Like, who is this God? Who is this God? There's more to, to, you know, the cross. Yes, he died for my sins. Hallelujah. He's forgiven me for all that I've done. Like, even, like, I've ignored him, but, like, he's forgiven me for that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, like, 
like, what more can I learn about God? Like, all these other things I've learned, you know, I don't, I don't know, where does that even play? I don't think there's, I don't even think that's true anymore. So it's like my eyes were open, and I became hungry for the word of God. And I just, like, my desire for, because um, I used to, I wasn't so bad, but, like, I used to go out drinking every weekend with my friends and smoke marijuana and do some drugs and have a good time. I had a party lifestyle, um, and I had a boyfriend, you know? Like, I <laughs> had no desire to drink. I'm like, what is, what is the purpose? <laughs> what is, <laughs> I don't even want to. God took away a lot of sin in my life that I never would have imagined would, I, like, I couldn't be able to stop. God just took it from me. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I was scared to go to hell. It wasn't because I was scared to go to hell. I, was, I knew I was going to heaven. I knew I was going to heaven. And I wasn't trying to buy my way into heaven because I was scared of going to hell. Because I, I was saved. I believed it. I felt his mercy and his peace wash over me. And, oh, God, like, he, um, <laughs> he gave me his peace and assurance. And... Sometimes the enemy will, you know, come in. Are you really saved? Did he really forgive you for all that you've done? And he would just attack me with those thoughts all the time. And I would fight that thought a lot. That was my fight as a new believer was telling him, you know, shut up, Satan. And um, I, yeah, I would just watch hours and hours of sermons trying to learn about God, hours and hours of sermons, just like the same amount of time I was spending time like looking into the new age and find, you know, finding peace and power and all this other stuff. I was <laughs> doing the same thing, but with God, like I was hungry. And I'd watch hours of sermons and then one sermon was like, you need to read your Bible. It's important. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not reading that enough. So I opened my Bible I would spend hours and hours reading the Bible. Like, wow, all of this is true. And it began to sink into my mind. And through every day of my life, every situation of my life, um, a Bible verse would come up into my head for every situation in my life. God writ wrote his word in my heart. And um, he just began to dr dramatically change my heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And I began to love him more. I began to feel his presence more and more in my life. So much that um, he was in my room. It's like he was in my room. Because no, no one in my house is saved yet. But he was, it's like his spirit was dwelling in my room. Because I would pray. I would get so excited to come home and talk to him. Be like, this is this will happen to my day. This is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Just like so excited to talk to God and stuff. And, just, and I remember I went out with my friend um, and I had, I was still trying to figure out the whole drink thing. Like, can Christians drink? I know you can't get drunk, but can I have one beer? So I had one beer and, it, and then I had one more beer. 
And I was like, oh no, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. I, I'm a little bit like, I can feel it. I'm like, no, 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 whoops. And I remember dri like driving, my friend was driving me home and I was like, oh my gosh, my, my father's gonna be like so disappointed. <laughs> I just, I don't know, like if you've ever come home late from curfew and you know your, your dad is gonna be like, where were you? Or your mom, like, where were you? That's how I felt, but like in a loving way, not in like a, you know, con con condemning way, it was like, oh, now I gotta face like God because I'm drunk. But I, it was like a loving way. I don't know how to explain it, but I would get to my room and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I love you and I work on my heart <laughs> through this stuff. And like his presence just became real. And um, as I was navigating through this life, okay, of my new life, um, I lost all my friends, all of them. Um, <laughs> um, and um, I had two best friends uh, one of them I love them I still do uh, they know my heart one of them hates me now she hates me she hates Christianity she's actually very anti-Christ she, like, she would post like pictures of Baphomet and like just mocking Jesus and uh, there was other time, there was like a one time where I made a comment to one, like it wasn't anything, but it was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, why he judged Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, why being gay wasn't a sin, and blah, 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 I don't know, something. And I correct, like lovingly corrected it, okay? I was like, actually, this is what this means, and this is why it's a sin. And she was, she was so mad. She would like she was on the on her whatever, just like not happy with what I said at all. And I was like, I'm really sorry if I offended you. Like, I'm sorry. I won't bring it up ever again. I love you. I love you no matter if you're gay, you know, if you're straight, if you're whatever you are, I still love you. Like I, it doesn't mean just because, you know, God condemns it, doesn't mean he condemns you. You know, he's waiting for you to repent. And so am I, like, let's go, like, we're best friends. I would love to see you saved, I love you. I would die to see you get saved because that's important. I know who God is, I know he loves me, but you, he doesn't know you. You don't know God, okay? But I want that for you, I love you. Uh, she didn't, she wasn't having it. But my other friend was very understanding. She's not about Jesus at all, she's like, nope. She's like, if, if God can, is going to send me to hell for being gay or doing all these things, then so be it. I don't want to serve that God. And I, this is when I was telling her my testimony and how much I love her. I'm like, I love you. Like, I don't care about whatever your sexuality or whatever. I love you. This is, she knows the truth. She went to a, she went to a Catholic church with me. I went, we, went, we all went to a Catholic middle school and um, her, our teacher actually like loved Jesus. And uh, she, my friend asked like, are gays gonna go to hell? And she was straight up. She's like, yeah, dude, like they're, they're going. And she's like, she was, this was grade six and seven, okay? She was being told she, you know, was gonna go to hell for being gay. And she would talk about it all the time. 
So that's probably why she has a whole vendetta against the church. I mean, I, like, I don't know. That, it's true, but like, how do you approach it? In, like, a, especially to kids, right? Like, how do you express that without like, turning them away from God? Anyways, but God started to move in my life crazy. Lost all my friends. My brother thinks I'm brainwashed <laughs> and I'm trying to brainwash others. And <laughs> I used to be really, really shy and stuff. And like, I loved Jesus so much that I wanted to share. The Bible says to spread the word of God to all the creatures. And I was like, God, I'm so shy and like, I don't talk to people. But God, God just began to work in my heart. And he showed me that my shyness is almost a form of pride because you're self-centering yourself. You're like, what, what the thought process when sharing with a stranger is, what are they going to think of me? What are they going to think of me? Like, I'm going to look, I'm going to look crazy. I'm going to look this way. I, I, I. It's just an, op- it's just a spectrum of pride. And he revealed that to me. And I was like, oh, forgive me. I have a lot of that, a lot of pride. So God, God, he's still working on me with that, just so you know. I, I'm still working on reaching out to strangers. But <laughs> he would prompt me up to share a word with a stranger. And I was in the taxi cab, in the back of the taxi cab with my groceries. And... <laughs> And I felt in my heart, my heart was racing so fast. He's like, share. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please, please, please. (laughs) My heart was racing so fast. I'm like, oh man, like, I got to overcome pride. Okay, so I was like, do you know who Jesus is? (laughs) He's like, what? Do you know Jesus? What? Do you? Do you know Jesus? He's like, oh, Jesus? Uh, No, no. Uh, He's like, I've heard of him, but I'm like, well, he loves you. That's the best I got out of that. (laughs) I was just so nervous. But I know God used it some way, somehow. God used it, you know. It's a seed planted. Somebody else will come in and water that seed. (laughs) So, yeah, another way God transformed my life. Um, sharing with strangers, praying with strangers, and ooh, it's nerve-wracking, praying with strangers. Um, I, the first time I did that was with, uh, my mom sent me out to buy a couch from this woman, and she was a super nice woman. She's from some other country. I don't remember where, but she's super nice. And uh, the Lord, again, prompted me up share. I was like, oh, God, please help me. (laughs) So I began, I was like, do you believe in God? She's like, yeah, I'm a Catholic. And I was like, oh, you believe, so you believe in Jesus Christ and he died for your sins. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I love, I love God, you know. And I, I was like, oh, thank God. Like she already knows of Jesus. So this should be easy. So I prayed over her, you know, I did a prayer over her and I prayed that God would bless her with whatever she needs and um, to open her eyes 
open her eyes to the Father and to Jesus Christ. You know, just a prayer um, of like revelation, okay? And uh, you know, she received it and she was, it was cool. And then I was like, this is actually not that bad. It's not that hard to share the gospel. At first, it's very nerve wracking. It's very scary. Your heart's racing. You're in, you know, you're battling your pride. You're like, oh, I gotta, am I willing to look like a fool for Christ? Let's go. Come on. So that's, that's a thing. I'm still battling. I'm not there yet. But uh, I recently got connected to this, uh, these brothers and sisters in Christ who actually, they go out and evangelize. They, they, they preach the gospel and they pray and they heal people, okay, through the power of Jesus Christ. And it's been in my heart. I've had dreams of where I'm, like, casting out demons. I've had dreams where um, <laughs> I'm out in public. Like, I was full-on John the Baptist. I was like, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And there's people everywhere. And I'm just, like, wild. Repent, Jesus is coming. And I woke up, I'm like, <gasps> one day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, God's, God's so funny. But I came with, I went with this group, and, oh, they're so bold, man. They're, God is using, yeah, God is using them mightily. God is using them. So, there, it was this girl and her husband and my friend, um, and uh, she invited us to evangelize at the St. Catherine's Mall, Mall Evangelism. And what they do is they pray, you know, they pray over us um, and ask, we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us to people who are open to hearing the gospel. Because we weren't about to like hold the picket like, God, you know, God hates you. <laughs> not about that. It's not effective. Um, but um, she would be like, just ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you to like, uh, to draw uh, someone to you or to you, for you to be drawn to somebody. And she was so gifted. Like she would, we would follow, like me and my friend followed her because we've never really done that, like the whole thing. And we would follow her and she would just boldly come up to anyone. There was like a, a group of like, there were, I think they were Muslim. She was there's a guy in a wheelchair, dude. She's like, can I pray for you guys? You know, we're Christians. We want to pray for you. And they kindly rejected. But they were very flattered that we would want to pray for them. She's so bold. I was, like, so nervous the whole time. My heart's racing. There's all these strangers. And then we reach this group of uh, teenagers. Oh, man. So <laughs> these teenagers, um, there was, like, She's like, let's go reach those teenagers. And we're following after her, like, oh my gosh. Just like all excited and like our hearts are racing. And uh, she runs up, we walk up to these teenagers and then a group of like female teenagers come up and they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're just being all weird with the guys and like, I don't know, I don't know what they were doing, but we, it kind of like turned us off. And they walked away, and the guys, they, they were alone. And my friend, she's like, 
praying. She's like, God, stop them. And they sat on this bench. And we're like, great. So we got in there. And uh, this girl, um, her name is Katie. Um, she's like, She's like, hey, guys, I was just wondering if anyone uh, would want some prayer. Like, is, if there's any, like, uh, you know, uh, anywhere in your body that's hurting, um, I would like, we would like to pray for you. And uh, they're like, yeah, okay, like, cool, man. Like, so this guy's like, yeah, I, I hurt my knee in soccer. And she's like, great. So um, she, Caitlin asked my friend to lay hands um, over his knee. And she was praying over his knee, and she's like, check it. She starts moving it. He's like, oh, that actually feels a little better. And she's like, we'll pray again because we, we want full healing. And then she prays over his knee, and then she's done. He gets up, and he's like, dude, my knee feels better. And his friends are like, really, dude? They're like, yeah, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. We're like, that's Jesus. He's like, what is that? That's Jesus. Jesus loves you. That's what Jesus does through his children, okay? It's, it's a miracle, hallelujah. And like his friends are like, we began to minister to them, Jesus Christ. And the girls came back, right? They're all like with their little crop tops, like, Aah. I don't know, sorry. I love them. I want to see them saved. I love them. They're like, they come up and they're just, you know, seeing what's going on. You know, we're praying for their friends and we're like, does anyone else need prayer? And like some guys, some like kid was trying to be funny and he was being inappropriate. He's like, I need prayer. And like everyone ignored him. We kind of just ignored him because you'll have people like that, you know, trying to be funny. We just ignored him and his friends didn't laugh at him. They're like, you're, stop. Like, and he sat down all embarrassed because he thought he was being funny. And his other friend was like, I want prayer, like, for my, for my calf. Like, I pulled a muscle, and she wanted me to pray. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. Like, I, I was so nervous. I'm like, okay, I have the spirit of God. It's God. It's God that, it's God's virtue that heals people. It's not me. I have no power. I have no power. It's God. It's God. So I was, like, trying to convince myself because I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. And I prayed over his calf. And I was like, in Jesus' name, be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. You are the great physician. And he began to move. He's like, wow, that feels better. And his friend's like, dude, like, that's crazy. His friends are, like, jumping around. I'm like, that's Jesus. Like, he loves you guys. And the, girl, the girls were like, we asked the girls, I'm like, do you guys want prayer? And they're like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the one girl, like, I'm, as I'm, we're ministering to these kids, the one girl, you can tell she's very intrigued. Her eyes were, were lit up. Her eyes were lit up, and she was whispering to her friend, all excited. And she, you can tell she wanted to know more. Like, I was just, I was drawn to her. And I'm like, I didn't know what to, like, I, uh, maybe the Holy Spirit was prompting me up to approach her. I didn't. But she, you can tell she was very curious. But she didn't want to be, like, you know, she didn't want to be seen by her friends, because whatever. But anyways, but yeah, like God's been really moving. He's been really moving, and that's what he does. After, I'm telling you, <laughs> there's real power. Like the power that I was manifesting in the new age, it is, it is real. It's not fake. It's not fake, but it's demonic. It's a, it's a, it's a deception, you know. It's not of God.
It may feel good in the moment. You may feel some power in the moment, right? But it's false. The angel, the Satan comes as an angel of light. That's how he deceives people. He's like, I will give you money, power. I will give you all these things, right? If you bow down and worship me. That's what he does. That's what he did with me. That like he will become like God because that's what I want. Like I wanted to be my own God. That's essentially what the whole new age thing is become your own God, right? And he used the same deception with Adam and Eve. With me, you will become your own God. You will know all things, right? And, you know, basically, I've, I had all this head knowledge and stuff, but, like, the Spirit of God... Okay, I'm almost done. Hold on. So, I'm, I'm not a part of a church. I'm not a part of a church. I'm like, I am the church, okay? I don't need anybody. And then I started to feel alone. I'm like, oh, God, I need... I have no friends. And I started to feel alone and, like, depressed, I'm like, all right, God, all right, let's go. What church do I go to? I was praying. I was like, God, which, which church do you want me to go to? And I was excited also. I was like, I need to get baptized now. I don't care where. I just know I need to get baptized. And I'm praying, where, where do I go? Where do I go? And like a week, I don't remember how long after I said that prayer, my mom walks up to me and she's like, <laughs> she's like guess who left a message on our uh, answering machine? And she's like, I was like, what? Who? She's like, she's like, Clemence. And I was like, what? And we haven't, we haven't talked to her in years. We've lost contact with her, okay? So she left a message saying, um, uh, you guys called me, um, and I was just hoping everything's okay, and blah, blah, blah because I received a call from this number. Nobody has her number. Nobody knows how to contact her. So I was like, mom, that's an answer to my prayer, dude. I was like, that's the church I'm supposed to be. Was here. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And did I listen? No, I church hopped. I went to, the first time I went to a church, I went to Niagara Worship Center. They have fire worship there. Uh, everyone's great. They welcomed me. And uh, it was the first time in a church in a long time, okay? And I, I remember that I've been hearing, like, oh, you're uh, not saved. See, like, is God really, are you really a child of God? Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> so I go into this church. And as soon as they started worshiping, I can feel the presence of God. For the, for, not for the first time, but like, it was like, I can't explain the feeling of it. Um, just being in the midst of people who love God is different. I've never been in that environment. I've never been in an environment where God was worshipped and praised. There is a different shift in the atmosphere for sure. Different shift. Different shift. And I felt it. I was like, wow, like this is, I felt like the presence of God and I felt um, <laughs> overwhelmed and I was just bawling my eyes out. And they actually, they played I Am a Child of God. And I just started weeping, like I'd snot everywhere. 
I was, my mascara was all down my face. I can feel the presence of God, the love of God, like, welcome home. This is your home. These are your, your, this is your family now. This is your family. And I, was, I felt like I was lost. I was lost, you know. I don't know, like, if you've ever been, like, lost before, and then you, like, find your destination. You're like, oh, you feel so relieved. That's how I felt. He's like, you're home now. You're home. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. You're awesome. And I was just, like, basking in his presence. And, uh, yeah, so God delivered me from dark, darkness. And if you're in the new age, whoever you are, I don't know, like, hopefully somebody from that air, that world reaches, hears this, or has an encounter with God, because it, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are just as more powerful than the gifts that the devil brings you, Okay. It's, it's true. You, it's not, if you are bored as a Christian, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. The Holy Spirit gives you authority and power, you know, to heal the sick, cast out demons. These are fun things to do, okay? This is what spices up, you know, our walk. Along with, like, living in righteousness and holiness, these are gifts that we are activated, you know, prophesying hearing a word of knowledge from the Lord. You know, he will speak to you. He will speak about somebody, you know, and they'll be like, oh, like, how do you know that? That's Jesus ministering to me about your life. And that's, you know, sometimes God, some people have that ability. You know, God does that. You know, the powers that Jesus Christ gives you are way more cooler than the new age. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the peace that you get it stays with you forever, forever. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. God is good. God is good. So if you're thinking about coming and, you know, laying, your de- laying down your life for Jesus Christ, if you're in this, if you're wavering, whatever it is, you know, uh, let me tell you, there is power. You know why a lot of kids leave the church and like start dabbling into these new age things is because you're not walking in the Holy Spirit. I went to a Baptist church. They don't believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They believe that the speaking in tongues is demonic because it's only for whatever. It's only for the apostles. You know, uh, healing is only, was only for the apostles in that day. They don't believe in the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Although they love Jesus, they love Jesus. They, they, they um, live, you know, according to God's word, but they deny the power. And they, it was all old people. <laughs> there was no kids my age. I was, like, just, uh, just there and, you know, worshiping God. Like, it was great. I loved God and stuff. But I was, like, church hopping all over the place. But I was in this church, and it was, there was no, no one my age. Anyways, so... <laughs> That's why, you know, when you're walking in the Holy Spirit, the more you walk closer to God, the more you hear from God, the more you submit to God, the more you um, even ask God, because God wants to fill his people. I believe this is, like, this church, I'm not trying to, like, butter up the pastor, but this church has something 
that the other churches don't have. And it is the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness. It's holiness. It's different here. It's different here. And I believe God is about to pour his spirit, his Holy Spirit. He's about to fill this house with his spirit in these last days. The, the sons of men, like the, the earth is groaning for, the, for God's children to manifest God's love, God's power. You have this, the world wants a supernatural encounter, just like I did. I, I need something more. I need something more. I, don't, I know there's something out there. I don't know what it is. I need something more. I need something more. That's what the world is looking for. It's filled with witchcraft. It's filled with, you know, all kinds of sorcery. It's everywhere, everywhere. It just shows that the, the, we, we were built to know and have a relationship with God. Amen. But Satan obviously, like, tries to put veil, you know, like, this isn't how you talk to God or this isn't. He just, you know, perverts everything because he does that right? So the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he will teach you all gifts, prophesying. He will teach you. God says, if you ask, you know, if you ask, he will give freely, you know, teach you how to discernment. We need that in these times. Absolutely. We need discernment. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just thank God for a new life. And there's, sister, you've been speaking the things of the Lord and what the Lord wants to do now. It's not just what has happened, what he wants to do now. And I want to uh, do three things before we close. And I want the worship team, if you would come and just get ready. Uh, and I want to tie everything to, together. Uh, first off, if there's anybody that needs to give their life to the Lord today, we will do that in a moment. We're going to pray. If there's anybody that has been uh, sort of hanging on to things that they should not be hanging on to, that you would repent and that there would be a coming to the Lord and uh, getting right with the Lord. And I, I, I like what our sister was portraying, this, this fact of, of man... If there was no chance to repent, we're at the state we're in, but there is a chance to repent. The Lord God, this, this, uh, just the other day I was reading through Second Psalms and it came to chapter 11. And before that, there's this, this story of, of David and Bathsheba. And, and King David basically has her husband killed. You can read the story. Mm -hmm. But the thing that hit me at the end of chapter 11 was this. The thing that David had done grieved the Lord. It displeased the Lord. And it grieves the heart of the Lord. And the Lord desires for there to be a repentance. And so if there's anybody here, it's repent and believe. Repentance is not enough. Mm -hmm. We need to believe in Jesus Christ. And Amen. Sister, we're going to, I want you just to, to stand with me as we just lead in a, a prayer of repentance. We're going to take communion. And bef just before communion, I want to do the second thing. 
what the Lord wants to do right now. This is prophetic. What the Lord wants to do right now, and you led into it, is what the church should be in these last days, a glorious church. And I'm just going to ask if the ushers, if you can get all the different classes. I want every single person in the sanctuary. Those that are walking in the hallways, I want you to come into the sanctuary. I want everybody here. There's a work that needs to be done. We are not, like you said, you know what? I, I, I didn't want to just talk about, hey, you know, hey, the Leafs won. We just are lost the other day, and, and we're talking about, we're more concerned about the Leafs than we are about our friend that's, it's, that, that doesn't know the Lord. There's not much time left. We are running out of time, and there's a work that we still need to do. The church is not a defeated church. The church needs to be a glorious church. There is a work that needs to be done yet, that that work would be completed. And so... This thing of the grieving of the Lord was this. It led to this thing of, and I, I shared on Wednesday night, if you were not here on Wednesday night, go to YouTube, Lighthouse Niagara, watch the service from Wednesday night. Watch the service. There needs to be a work done. It is about being right before the Lord. And the thing they did before the Holy Spirit is poured out in chapter 2, Joel chapter 2. It talks about the day of the Lord coming. And there is this thing of preparing. A preparing of the heart and the soul before God. Let there be, and I just, I want to read this. Let me get on the other side of you, Alicia. And I want you to just stay, just stay here. If I could just have the worship team just quietly for, for a moment. This is important. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. This is in light of the day of the Lord coming. And I say this with all love. We cannot keep going through the motions and, and denying the power of God at this time. There, is, there are people that we know, that we love and we care for that are going to hell. And they won't have a chance to repent. It'll be too late. And it's not too late yet. It is for now. We need to do a work now. Therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Not to go through the motions. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and, great, and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him and grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. He wants to bless. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. It's even to the, to the point of being so important that if you're getting married... This is more important than your wedding day and your honeymoon. This is more important. Now listen, please don't take my tone as being angry with you. It is more a thing of there is a work that needs to be done, that we would be right 
before the Lord. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach. Let the nations, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? That's where the world is at. Where is your God? We need to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. I want you to grab a hold of this. If you're here this morning and you're not, you're not a believer, believe in Jesus Christ. He died for you. He loves you so much. And he is the only one that can cleanse you from your sins by his blood that was shed for, for you. And as we confess our sins, and we're going to do that, Lord, forgive me of my sins. It says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I know it's Mother's Day. We're talking about new life. There was new life that came to our sister. She was taken out of darkness and brought into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That we would not have a form of godliness and denying the power of God, but that we would operate in these last days in the power of God. That we would go out boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. That there would be a confirming of the gospel with signs and wonders. He would confirm the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we pray together? Lord Jesus, if there be anything within me that does not belong, that is contrary to you, that is of sin, that is of self, that is of the flesh, let it be removed. Lord, I confess that if there is anything that I am practicing, there's anything that I'm practicing. Lord, that I would repent. Lord, that I would repent. And I confess it to you now. I confess it to you now. I just want you to take a moment. Just take a moment Jesus before the Lord. Lord. If there's anything within you right now that you know is not right, confess it to the Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, right now you hear what is being spoken to you. Lord, I pray let there be forgiveness that comes according to your word. It comes. And Lord, there would not be a practice of sin. That we would not continue with sin and just say that it's okay. Because it is not. Lord, I pray that just as our sister had the fear of God fall over her. Lord, that we would recognize we still have time to repent. Lord, that we would repent of our sins. And that we would go beyond that and we would say, I will believe in Jesus Christ. Let's continue to pray. Jesus, I believe that you came 2,000 years ago. That you came 2,000 years ago. And you came for one reason. And you came for one reason. To die for me. To die for me. You took all my sins upon yourself. You all my sins and you died for me. You died for me. That I can have life. That I can have life. You rose from the dead. You rose from the dead. You conquered sin. You conquered sin. And death. And, and hell. And you give life. You give life. Come into me. 
Come into me. Give me life. Give me life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy In Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.